Oh. Uh, okay. So, why I brought you guys here today um, is because I feel like it's something that is absolutely missing in um, in our age, especially as parents, is an understanding of how and uh, what to value when raising your children. You know that we're. We're we're in this we're in this we're in a different kind of um, mindset than what we were when we were kids. You know, a different lifestyle. Everything has changed. These kids don't play outside anymore. And I know my kids are a little bit older than uh, than yours. Oh, it looks like we lost Brandon. Maybe he'll come back. Uh, but you know, I should keep going. You know, yeah. um, my kids are a little older than yours, but I do know that. Um you have the same kind of issues, right? The internet is, is this, this beast that just takes your children's time, takes their ideas, takes their thoughts, and it absolutely will, will just poison them. You know, it'll, it'll take, it'll take the things that at one point you felt you were, you're giving these wonderful values and they turn around and decide, shut up, dad. You don't know what you're talking about, which I mean, my kids, aren't there because I've spent a lot of time with them, but I have heard the kids that do do that. And, um, our kids are being influenced by those kids. So question I have is I'll start with you, Brandon. What is it that you do on the day to day to kind of monitor and kind of watch what your kid is, is, is doing on, on the internet? Like how do you stop what he's doing? Oh, well, first of all, the, the child doesn't touch it. Um, the only um, the only computer usage he gets and really how old is... is your kid for. Oh yeah. Uh... Oh God, is he seven or eight? I think he's seven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven. He's seven, yeah. seven. And well, it's so, close enough, right? Yeah, like I don't know why. Close I enough. Totally close like enough. forgot on that. Um. Yeah, so seven, and then so he's uh, seven. He, so he's he's not around friends talking about getting on. They, you know, he doesn't have people asking. You know, his, his friends saying, "Hey, my new phone, this and that." And uh, he goes to dad, and he says, "Hey, dad, I, I want to go on uh, YouTube to look up through like Apple TV or or, or Dish Network." And then um, uh, sometimes I'll show stuff on like my phone, but I don't give him a phone. My whole rule is. He doesn't get a phone until he's 18 or if he pays for it himself. Mm -hmm. And that's been a thing that him and his mother and I have uh, agreed upon. Okay. What's your point on this, uh, Mr. Hunter? Well, for me, again, it's, it's kind of like an inevitable thing and you just have to, you know, raise them right from even before touching electronics. Uh, So luckily my eldest, I think it helped uh, that my wife, you know, you know, didn't work at the time was raising her. Uh, so she's yeah. really into reading books and doesn't do a lot of the social media, but she's texting now and her friends do social media. And yeah, you know, there's already been some that are kind of right. a little creepy, like they check out my page or my wife's and like are making comments. And so it's like, you know, it's oh, a little, so little the kids weird. Are checking, uh, they're, the kids know. are texting your, or giving you messages on whatever, Facebook or uh, Oh no, they didn't comment, but it's just like, you know, it's almost like an invasion of privacy a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, so I, I did make those accounts. 
private, but uh, it's just, yeah, it's just odd. Um, you know, why would kids be looking out for that? You know, um, right? I don't know, do they like my kid or or what's going on? You know, you start having questions, and uh, you know, the room is shut more than you'd like, but um, you know, luckily, like I said, my wife raised her well, and I was able to right. also help along, and then. Uh, yeah, she's been a great big sister to our younger one, which I think has helped her mature yeah. more. So that's so, that's you know, yeah. there's nothing that'll teach your child better than <laughs> starting with the first one, getting yeah. them set, and then the second one follows suit. That there's nothing better than that. You know, I have four, and I'm telling you, the first one he took after the other ones that didn't do so well, but my daughter, uh, she picked up everything and was on top of it. Now, I kind of rode the wave as the Internet was brand new into my household. It was brand new. So I was, you know, my kids, I think, were some of the first generation to like A to B from being born to like now being able to jump on the Internet at any time and, and do whatever they want. So that was that was a process for me, because to me, you 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 limit the amount of time that they're doing anything. They shouldn't be doing anything for for a certain amount of time, anything. If it's if they're drawing in circles in the in in in, uh, in their room or whatever, hey, let's take you know an hour doing that and let's try something else because your child needs to be well rounded. They need to be able to figure out what's going on outside. They need to be able to handle themselves in certain situations. And Brandon at seven is hard to see what the future holds, but I'll tell you. It's it's very hard. If that's the decision you're gonna make with it being no, it's a very hard line. And and you gotta watch because personally I was told no. I don't know about you guys. When you're told no, depending on how the no is is told to you, that makes you more 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 inquisitive, right? That makes me want to go after it more. Which, you know, that that let me down some paths that weren't so good, you know. Hey, you're gonna do this, you're gonna behave this way, and there's no explanations or rules behind it. You kind of rebelled. When it comes down to the point where your kids are going to do it anyway, what are your thoughts? How are you going to stop that? How are you going to like when um, your son decides, well, dad, you're going to tell me no. But, you know, my next door neighbor over here, when I go play at her house, it's okay. Um, Or I've learned that you guys kind of live, you live off the grid a little bit, right? Yeah, I had, speaking of internet, I had to really like upgrade our 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 internet, and uh, this is the best internet we've had being out in the rural area. So I'm pretty proud about that. Um, you know, I have learned uh, some a lot of trial and error and taking advice from my fa- my own father on this particular uh, item, and he says one thing: this is very simple simplifies it for me. And that you got to lead by example, whatever uh, he's going to do. He's going to watch me, you know, so I got to make sure that I'm on my best behavior. Um, oh, it, 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 it basically just comes down. The, the parent uh, uh, has to set the example. I think the um, I, th- I think that the uh, uh, a lot of morals, things like that, like like a good foundation, because if. You know, I let my kid do what he wants to to an extent, but uh, you know, if he falls, then okay, well then he's gonna learn f- from it. You know, I I can't shelter him the entire time as 
you know, parents have done with this generation and the, um, you know, it's, I've seen these bubble kids, as I like to call them, uh, you know, it, it, they're just so sheltered. Uh, a lot of parents say that, that they don't take their kids outside anymore. Uh, they don't let them play outside anymore. Um, you know, but they let them go on the internet and chances are of me meeting some creep or, uh, going upon some site that they shouldn't be on, you know, uh, or just being addicted to like the screens, you know, the, the one of the reasons, you know, they had, and I got to dive more into this when I study it more, but this is like the most depressed generation, um, of our lifetime right here, uh, this real young generation here. And they're just all addicted to the screens and being yeah. manipulated by algorithms and whatever. And, and it's hard enough for being a parent, being addicted to screens as, as well, especially when you are in like an internet business uh, or you're doing like involved in the gig e economy or, or what have you. But like, uh, yeah, it just all comes down to uh, setting the uh, tone and if if you set it right, I think the kid will comply. If you if you if you have an unruly kid, well, it's probably the parents' fault. Probably not saying it's fully, but it's probably. I, I think you said I, I think you I think you I think you mentioned something that I'd like to hit on though. Okay, how addicted are our kids to these things? Now, at school, my kids on the computer. That's part of the mandatory. Uh, process, you know, they, they get they get to school, they open up their computers, they type on it, they they do other things, they play games, all those kinds of things. But we're still talking about the same LED lighting, the same kind of in, you know uh, screen colors, the, the same kind of energy coming off of that screen into into her eyes. Um, how addicted are these kids? I seen them during you know COVID, where you watch some of these families and. There'll be that one kid in the whole, in the whole, uh, you know, the four or five screens that they're all there. The one kid screaming his brains off, looking at the thing. The teacher's saying, "Hey, calm down!" And he starts screaming and running away, and then running back. And so they got to stop everything that they're doing because the boy over here decided he doesn't give a shit no more. The lockdowns failed a lot of people in a lot of different ways. I mean, heck suicides domestic violence right. alcoholism all that shit go up you know um but oh we well, you know they, they had to they had to uh slow down the spread right <laughs> anyway i don't know so but, um mr hunter what do you uh believe as far as the addiction and the facts that these kids um I think they can't even control it at this point. I think that they they almost feel like they have to do it. Well, yeah, it's very prevalent in society. I mean, that's, you know, how kids communicate through texting and, um, you know, yeah, it's just basically texting and they're checking all their social medias, but uh, it's still as controlled as the parent makes it be, you know. Um, if you make sure you're always eating at the, at the table, like I said, you know, the family unit is yep. what's so broken in this country. And that's the number one thing to fix. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, if you're not allowing cell phones during dinner time and you actually talk about what's going on, it's huge. Uh, but you also, like Brandon said, you have to be the example. You can't be on the phone also, you know, 20 hours and expecting your kids True. to just be like 20 minutes. Uh, so always setting the example. 
Um, yeah. You know, that, being the leader of the house, yeah. that's, that's a key. You know, and I also faith, you know. Uh, you know, Catholicism. So faith, faith definitely plays a oh, role yeah. in your house. Yeah, and if you can instill that, and even if maybe they're not as church-going, et cetera, but as long as they're a loving person, they're caring, you know, they care about humanity and they care about they want to talk serious things and do serious things, you know, volunteer, getting out there, helping the local community. That's the key, you know, oh, I agree. talk about I politics, agree. but that's, that's number one, helping our local community and doing all the necessary steps to, uh, you know, create area around us that the kids, our kids can, uh, can lead in the future. A little better. Part of where I'm at right now, a big part of it is there is a mix, a big mix, and it's illegal aliens, and then it's uh, uh, rich kids, and that that includes all kinds of everything in between that, right? But that's the majority of what goes on into that classroom, and I've been in the classroom because I have time to do those things, so I volunteer quite a bit of time to to do those things now when i'm in there and you realize half the kids are speaking spanish and they're not responding to the teacher when the teacher says something the kid turns around to the next kid starts speaking spanish and now who gives a shit what the teacher's saying uh what i'm saying to my friend is more important and she doesn't know what the hell i'm saying so therefore we can have our conversation and for everybody else well my daughter sits there doesn't know spanish and feels lost and feels confused, gets her feelings hurt. And then there's a, there's a strong line now. My friends, my daughter's friends versus all the kids that speak Spanish. And, it, and it's definitely a line. And I, I happen to notice it because I was there in the classroom. Now let's think about the classrooms that you're not in. You know, the kids that don't, the parents don't have the time to go see these things because I guarantee they're going on. This is one of the richest, nicest areas around. School systems are pretty decent. So if it's going on here, it's going on everywhere else. What degree do you think that plays in your child learning? Not only learning, but how they interact with other people. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in that case, you know, a lot of friends, um, or some friends I had read, but say their kids were in these, you know, Spanish immersion classes and, you know, be a great opportunity hand in hand, you know, or these kids, you know, could help, you know, tutor a kid if they're Spanish. And then maybe a, another one of that, you know, the groups of the non-Spanish speakers can tutor kids on how to, you know, you know, basically simple things of, of English. But it's it's a, a great thing here, yeah, the multi-pot, but we still also have to have the proper training and belief and give these kids that are whatever, even white people that are lower income, lower income, you know, some, some trades or, uh, you know, some career schools that they can, you know, successfully advance in and then maybe go, you know, go to, uh, you know, a school to get bachelor's nowadays. Cause I still think everybody says, you know, why get those things? But, you know, knowledge yeah. is power not to sound cliche, but you know, the more, right information so, we get and and you know it's it's important to be well-rounded in this world so brandon let me ask you the same question i know i'm pretty sure you're gonna have a different reply just because i know i know you and this is the question rephrased in a different way is it is it my daughter's job to go learn spanish 
in order for her to be able to feel comfortable in the classroom? Well, this is the United States of America, so no. What do you think? Um, but I'm all for learning lots of languages. Uh, although, uh, you know, w when you're younger, you can pick it up pretty quick, but then you might have a difficult time actually learning English, which uh, I'm an example of because I lived abroad. I lived in Japan. So uh, when I came right. back to the United States, right. it was a little tough for me. I was kind of like, you know, when Nelson first got to the United States from Portugal. Right. Well, I was actually born in Rhode Island, but. Oh, that's right. It's, it's that's still a right. state. For... Right. <laughs> yes. But you know another language. Yeah. You know another right. language anyway. It was my brother right? who didn't know, and he, his first words were, I like school. <laughs> I like school. <laughs> <laughs> No. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you guys speak, hey, do you guys speak Portuguese at home or do you guys speak English? Oh, with my parents time, when you're young. Portuguese. Yeah, it's all when Portuguese. You're young. Oh, yeah. I, I, my, my parents were, nor my daughters from learning. Yeah. This, uh, wait, wait, real quick. This, Go ahead. This, this, this guy would be in my front seat. We were in college at the time and I'm driving him and he's talking to his parents and he's like, and I'm like, oh, wow. I never know, never knew Portuguese sounded like that. <laughs> It was that hey, perfect uh, Portuguese there, Nelson. No, it sounded think? Bulgarian to me, but that's another day. Another <laughs> that's day. Hey, another, another day, day another dime, huh? But, I uh, still haven't yeah. answered the whole question yet. Um, I, 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 I want to throw it right back on you, David, and and find out what you're doing uh, in order to better the situation. Because if you're not liking I, the situation going on in class, AI, my my biggest uh, it was a it was a harsh realization. Let me just tell you that because you think that they're handling it in a certain way. You would think, oh, okay, well, they're planning for that. Okay, well, they're recognizing it. They're not. The schools aren't doing anything. And let me tell you this, like I said, I'm not – the school over here is not in the hood here. We're speaking one of the most the, – the highest income amount of income per capita in, um, in almost all of California is right over here in Marin County. Okay? Now, they're not doing – anything because they believe we cater to these people we cater to people that don't speak i i watched it firsthand and the issue is not the spanish so much it's the right. leaning on another another language and leaning on an excuse for why they don't give a shit or why they don't want to pay attention you know so if you were given an, a quick easy opportunity to say I don't care about something and I'm not going to pay attention. And you could just say, well, I don't, I speak Spanish and, and I don't understand. How easy is that? Very, very easy. Okay. Well, we won't give you this, this page of homework. Now we'll give you this page of homework. Their grades are the same as my daughter who read 30 books this year. Right. Is this child is suffering later on. He's not going to pass the next grade. Or if he does pass the next grade, it's the same process. Push him along. Push him along. And all you do is do that until they get to high school. And then you know what they do in high school? They take hmm. the kids that want to learn, that want to do well, and they give them special classes. They give them the AR classes. They give them the college prep classes. And then they go do that. That's what my daughter's. My daughter did almost all AR classes or, or college prep classes. Now, that's great for her. That's that's wonderful. But she's still graduating at the same level as all these other kids. Now, if we want to make something fair, well, that's not fair. That's not fair to that kid. 
which I keep a sharp, sharp eye on um, because, you know, these public schools and, and even some of these private schools, but definitely these public schools are like pretty much indoctrination camps uh, when it comes from the, the federal government. Uh, studies show that like parents who are very involved uh, tend to have their kids do well in school. The other options, obviously, is you can take your kid out of public school and put it in pub in private school. If you if you can't afford private school, well, then the uptick is going in the 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 latest trend, which is doing homeschooling. And according to uh, the Mercury News and a bunch of other uh, California sources, it says since the pandemic, a 70% increase in the number of California kids being uh, homeschooled in the state of California. And that's something that I have on reserve that I'm ready to do because I've been homeschooling my kids since, well, he was a baby, really. Um, in fact, we still do homeschooling uh, as part of the curriculum. Um, before he even goes to school every day, every day, like I'm, I'm, I'm in our home office and we have a, his desk right here and we go over math and, uh, English and we read at night too. It's important. Right. That's very good. That's very good. But you know, for people like, like Nelson, you're working, you don't have time. I'm sure your wife probably does what she can. But when you have more than one kid also, it's, it's a struggle. So in that same state of mind what is it that you can do to make sure your child's prepared because also like here's the other thought too doing a homeschooling to me it feels like you lose something and it ain't you know it ain't the it ain't the educational part of it yet they're going to get the educational part and i know even some of these homeschools have dances and they have events where they meet at and that's cute that's wonderful but on a daily routine dealing with the bully dealing with some shit that makes you a better man or le you learn how to deal with things in life. Those are what things that you learn in school, right? In, in a protective atmosphere where you're not going to get killed. Hopefully as long as you're not going to that school <laughs> has that kind of shit going on. So to me, to me, it's, it's very hard to decide to homeschool your child unless a, you're a teacher and B you have all the right tools for it, which I, I know I don't, I don't. Um, and also I feel like you lose something. Where, where do you stand on that? Um, Mr. Hunter? Well, I mean, for me, so even going back to you know, your prior question about, you know, I was, you know, English was not my first language. So I had to do, do ESL classes, you know, along with my American, you know, my English classes. So did that for a few years, but, you know, I think that made me you know hungry, but I had to work harder than of course people that, you know, English was their native, you know, their first language, but uh, it made me want to excel and do more. And I think in those schools, they need to have stronger ESL programs. And yeah, it is, of course, right. our country, you know, English is the language, but it's also great. Like, you know, uh, Gino said a while back, you know, to learn so many languages so we can know different cultures and learn how they're doing things well or not right. well. Uh, but for me, you know, I just, um, you know, keep my kid open to all different, uh, you know, uh, you know, races and cultures and, and food. And you know, we talk about it and we have all different, you know, types of friends uh, of all ethnicities, but I really try to, uh, 
you know, give her the confidence and trust and to do the right things. You know, she's not always perfect, but she's damn pretty close. And, uh, you know, I can see changes already, my little one. Because, yeah, it's it's definitely more of a generation with, you know, phones and social media. So we have to treat a little differently, you know, be uh, be still there for, you know, our kids and our needs. But, uh, but how cool would it be, you know, if your daughter's like the first one to be like, you know, you know, F this, let's get, uh, or it sounded like maybe it was in the past, but like, F this, you know, let's try to reach out and, you know, try to learn Spanish and maybe we could teach these kids. Uh, it's not their job, so it really is the teacher's administration, but it always takes that little step in life, you know, right? We, you know, we always drive by, uh, you know, when the cops are there, but are we the one that made that call or the one that stopped over somebody needed an emergency? So uh, those are things that, teaching people to be well-rounded person and, you know, the rest will uh, take right. effect, you know. Of course, of course. Now, here's a big question. I'll just get into it, okay? A couple things, but let's just say this, all right? Um, what what kind of mentors, what kind of uh, – because you have all daughters, correct? Right? Yeah. Um, you have all daughters. You have th three, right? Three daughters? Um, now what is it that you hope to kind of, uh, allow them to get into? Like, what is it? What is the mentorship process with your house? Is it from your wife? Is it from outside friends? Is she going to other kinds of, um, extracurriculars? Is she playing sports? <laughs> Things like that. Cause I feel like that is probably for boys, especially boys, especially, you know, I've raised both now. But when you have girls and you have boys, boys need to be able to let let it out. You know what I mean? Like they need to have a atmosphere where they can can physically do things. And, you know, there's rewards for using uh, uh, your physicality in the proper way. You know what I mean? So like if you're boxing, if you're teaching them boxing and they're they're acting like a wacko after the bell. They get disqualified. Now they're understanding a little bit more self-control because self-control is a huge factor in life, right? Especially with a lot of these, these other people that are not learning those key uh, things, you know? What is it with you that you're doing with your daughter that, that you feel is preparing her for the future? Well, of course, yeah. First thing was is faith. But like I said, she's not like super religious like me, but at least she knows you know, the you know, beautiful now, heart you're, of you're, Jesus. You're, do they, do they, cause that's a, that's a great, that's a great topic. Mm -hmm. But, um, do they go to church? So, yeah. Your own, you know, like Charles Barkley said, you know, athletes, unless you really don't have a core parent at home or, or sibling, they really shouldn't be your role models. I mean, or, you know, uh, role model were, was my parents. Uh, and I think that's the same thing for Olivia, probably, especially, uh, or my daughter, especially for her mom. You know, that's who she looks up to. But then getting involved in things, and that was some of the things I, I desperately wanted to, but I missed them. Uh, but, you know, my daughter's been in Girl Scouts, and then... Um, that's a, that's a two, good... Not just one, but, like, two things outside of school. You know, two groups outside of school and um, that help mentor. So, yeah, her, our friend, who's the Girl Scout troop leader, is, you know, mentored her as well. Um, 
and and her grand you know her grandma's you know she got i think a lot of the cooking she loves to cook and loves to bake so uh, that was probably from my wife and uh my mother-in-law my mom so making sure you still well, true to your culture too you know now she's wanting to learn portuguese and be more involved in the camp that's that's yeah, pressure the more and more you pressure kids you know moving right. from right down to like body training all the way to driving right. you know the more you pressure them the more stress and harm they can yeah. do true now brandon you're kind of in the same boat as me which let me just let me just say it's better to have one good parent than it is to have two shitty ones Let's be clear. And if you're not getting along yeah. with somebody, I, I by no means say stay together as long as you've exhausted every option. OK, we've exhausted every option. You've tried everything. This is how I feel about it personally. Everybody has their own opinions. That's fine. But I realize now looking at my household and knowing that there is no feminine energy in my household is just me trying to play both roles that my daughters are missing something and I can see it. I can see it clear as day. They're missing something. And now I've, I've made, I've made, I've made, try to make those things up by putting them into um, places where I know there's going to be that, that energy, that, that ability for her to talk to a woman and, you know, ask her questions, whatever it is like girl scouts, like dance, things like that. <clears throat> Brandon, do you notice that difference like I am? Or is it, you know, since you have a son, do you feel like maybe you don't need that yet? Uh, I've been I've been playing both roles since the in, inception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or the catalyst of my kid's life. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, the mother has been there uh, 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 from time to time. Uh, so it kind of came natural to me after a short while uh but to there 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 isn't too much because in the situation you know there is a female figure like he has his mom he goes in fact m most of the summer he's been at his mom's uh and then when he's home uh you know my mom live, lives with us so uh it, it, you know, he has a, f a figure there. However, we're 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 seeing in society that like there's all this like single motherhood, right? Like it's been going on for like what thirty or forty years. Like just this increase, just more and more single mothers, and the fathers aren't in the picture. Or we're finding out that the fathers do want to be in the picture, but uh, things like the law get in the way, and then the mother has more access, or something happens, right? But we're finding out that the that the father, if if to answer your question, the father, uh, if if you had if you had to choose, you're actually in a better position. Uh, the the father figure, especially for both men and and or young men and young women, uh, the man being, or the, or the or the young man being in the sense that like they have a masculine figure to look to uh that can teach them and and kind of uh uh if they need to be checked and put in in, in place uh plus there's like studies that, that that show that they're uh in if if they're with a single mother they're more likely to use drugs more likely to be gay um and then with a with a daughter 
the 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 daughter needs to see a a a man figure in her life she, she needs to see what it looks like right she needs to see what it looks like she needs to see what a good what a good human is or what a good man is or or somebody that actually cares about her not somebody that just wants to fuck her. right and 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 that's going to help right? her in I mean, her that's a simple way of saying it right that's right that's going to help her in her relationships going forward so if there's a strong male figure in the house particularly the father and uh he, she respects him and loves him then there's going to be a better chance that she picks an ideal mate uh later on in life than if there's no father figure or the father figure is barely there or the father figure is just bad for sure and that makes i mean that's i'd rate yeah you know some of these parents are like oh well, there's no dad around here but if the dad's in jail and he's doing bad maybe it's better he's not around all right because maybe that would have been worse for your family it could be but if the guy's going to be a jackass then he shouldn't be around right, right? and then if the mother's going to choose but you still need some... that you need right right it, it... poor decisions right that's what we need to work on we need to figure out these people these people that are struggling they need to find out better decisions how do we decide to make them we can't make them for them and we can't make it easy for them because if you know what's going on right now a lot of it to say it without saying it is they're struggling in school like let's say the, these these hispanic illegals that come here and i'm not saying all of them and i don't want to fucking generalize and have people talking shit and <laughs> they they don't get taught the proper levels because they have an excuse. They don't know English. And that doesn't change the next year. It becomes worse because now they can placate it enough to every teacher to where it keeps giving them the easy way out. And if it doesn't, let's say it doesn't, well, the teacher's going to give them that C instead of that D because, oh, well, he, he actually tried hard. Um, he actually did this. He actually did that. Or they placate the kid so much that they allow him to do everything in Spanish. Like, think about that for a second. The kid does his homeworks, every homework test, every homework thing in Spanish. He does his speeches at class in Spanish. The teacher gives him uh, whatever it is in, in Spanish. So his tests are coming in in Spanish. So when he gets done graduating high school, let's say he graduates with honors. He did really well. Everything was in Spanish. He did great. What? the hell happens now when he gets out how many jobs which i'm sure there's some like let's be clear there's some but when there is an overload of spanish-speaking people and uh job availability is a hell of a lot less for somebody speaking spanish what happens now what do they do well they can't make it let's go on welfare it's not an option, but that's what they've been taught. Okay? That's the steps. Their parents were on welfare. Let's go to the next one. They're on welfare. So now the mom is over there on welfare. And what happens when she gets married, Brandon? What happens when you get married and you're on welfare? Does anybody know? Well, I'll tell you. There is. They get kicked out of the house. Right. They no longer get the house with the government assets because now your income has increased. Even though it's the right thing to do and it's the proper thing to do, it's now unstable because the father has an unstable job maybe 
or maybe he's just an unstable human being. So he gets in with this woman. The woman decides to take that chance. She, uh, you know, gets off of welfare. And then what happens? She, the, the um, it is, it is absolutely is a system. And it, I don't think it's left or right. I really, but yeah, it, it, there's a system involved in this government that is perpetuating this right. kind of, and it's been doing this for a long time. And there's been times when gaps, when Americans weren't getting involved with the, um, dependence on, um, social, uh, uh, well, so <laughs> the, the safety net, uh, I, I want to give you guys what I went through this year. Okay. An event that I went through and I want to, I want your both honest opinion and how you would have handled it as a father to your child, to your children. Okay. So last, last, um, Oh, look at that guy. That's Mr. Hunter, ain't it? Oh, Mr. Oh, my bad. I'm, Miss Kimba Walker, right? Texas Ranger. That's her full name. Hey, but she goes Kimba. by Kimba. Again, that shows you that I love all races. I wanted to make that all of our differences. But it's a white and, dog. I'm sure that I, I, life, I edit this out. I edit this out. So. <laughs> so if you sounded like you're a good guy, I'm taking that out. So you know, I'm make sure you come off like a just horrible. <laughs> so, anyways, here, here's the, here's the case. Of that, but, oh. Okay, what's well, good, Brandon? That's all. That's what matters. So um, ultimately, this is what I went through, okay? Towards the end of the year, I go in there for some kind of presentation. The, the teacher asked me if I could come there and help. So I go there and help. And as I'm walking to class, there's like rainbows everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself at first, um, maybe it's like summer's coming, right? Very fucking naive, very naive. And then I start looking, the doors are open. You remember when you're, you're, you know, towards the summer, you guys would have the doors open at class and your all your pictures and crap that you had on the wall would be, you know, right there. And, and as you walk by, you'd see them, right? So I'm walking by and I see uh, this class's pictures that they had drawn. And I started looking, what the fuck is this? And I start looking a little closer and... It's like two guys holding each other, like stick figure shit. These are young kids, second grade, stick figures. Guys like touching each other's hands, holding them up in the air. Looks like they're kissing. And on the top it says, love everybody or love who you want and all this stuff. And um, I sat there for about 10 minutes thinking, am I fucking really seeing this? Is this for real? Like, are we really doing this? And it, it hit me on two, 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 two ways. Okay, the first way was, what the fuck are we teaching these kids? Why are we concerned about that? Why? Can anybody tell me? The second thing that I came to the understanding is, if you view these kinds of things as absolutely nature's will, as something that is very um, normal. Correct? You're going to feel like it's something that should be taught because it's natural. Maybe, right? Now, that's what I came across. Seeing these things, I went and found out that was the gay teacher that absolutely looked like a gay teacher. Okay? Um, 
and you could see her like, carpool lane stuff. And she's out there, and she just looks. Oh, shouldn't I, I don't feel like this is something kids this young should deal with. Later on in life, high school, maybe, but not like that. They should have the options of whatever. I don't know, but it it, it got it actually kind of sideswiped me. And then you find out that there's actually rules within um, the California law that states that they are not only allowed to use and speak about uh, the LBGTQ plus divide sign um, people, but but they are absolutely have to. So. Um, what are your thoughts, uh, Hunter, Hunter Nelson here? Because I think that maybe you have a different view than, than, than me or Gino. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely do in the sense period, you know, based on faith, I think the society is so, uh, interesting. We're so, you know, government controls so much, you know, uh, yeah, I'm saying that I'm a liberal, but that's, that's why we don't, <laughs> I don't fit into well, see, see, no, hold on, hold on. But hold let up. me tell you, let me tell you. But no, let me just say this. Let me say this and I'll leave it after that, okay? Being that you like or are liberal does not mean that you abide by everything that comes along with the farthest left. That just means... Except if you're a Republican. Whoops, sorry. I'm well, sorry about that. That's, that is how... I had a little... My thought was growing up, well, how does the money get spent? How does tax money get spent? Well, this way and that way, correct? You don't. You could be uh, liberal and still have your thoughts. When, um, anyways, <laughs> I love my George Michael. I do, and and yeah. his other friend that just paraded around with a guitar. Listen, here it comes down <laughs> to: there is too much control by the government. I'll, I'll say that. Period. Why do kids need to know anything about sex until they're right? 12. I mean, gay or heterosexual. I don't want to see my, I don't want my kid to see like hand holding your mom and dad, you know, like at the, at, right. at second grade. I don't care what it is. Uh, it's still their sexual preference and it's to be respected, but you know, do it when it's supposed to be sex ed. But then again, that comes down to the family. You know, I did not have any whatsoever instruction for my parents or my brother. And I mean, it's it still, it's good. still, affects me on how even approaching you know my wife and other things so i think that needs to be something starting at home you know through faith and having more respect for ourselves but uh but yeah once and, and some of the people don't get this so you you'll have to go to sex it but at that point yeah i'm fine with it because i think the more you restrict people you you don't want to show that picture of stick figures this then then people again it's like that same thing again when you say no you're curious you know, when you say, oh, no, you can't see that, you want to see it, but do it, obviously, with respect and politeness and, and reiterate. Again, it's a sexual preference. It's not my yeah. preference. But if they're, if they're going to stay, no, because do you think a second grader should be? I don't agree to period stuff? anything. I mean, even mommy, yeah. daddy, hungin. I mean. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Innocence, period. Yeah. Let's give me so we're understanding if they were like, oh, just the gay prides pictures and stuff yeah when they're 14 whatever yeah but when you have two boys holding hands and stuff like that's telling you a little bit more about it than just hey gay pride and sometimes yeah we over exaggerate to a piece like uh, i'll be honest my group liberals we try to 
be the peace and be of every group, you know, everything matters. And it's like, what about your family? Does your family matter to you? Are you, what are you doing? I have this one resident, uh, at my retired community, uh, and basically it's that, but his kids all don't like him because he was great to the community. He was great to church, Boy Scouts, whatever, YMCA, but he never led them as a father at home, which led that to the mother being schizophrenic and the kids all hate him. So to me, a success in this world is being a good dad, being a good man, you know, admitting sometimes when you're, you're wrong. I think we all try to be this perfect parent world, but I think it's important. Yeah. To, you know, I'm, man, I'm, I'm probably going to get a a pamphlet, not from a Republican, but like Dan Quill said it right. And even though I'm, uh, you know, it's crazy is, uh, you know, the family unit is being destroyed. Well, at that time in the early 90s, it's nowhere near how it is now, you know, uh, and and a family liberal is fine. The family conservative is fine, but just family, you know, that's number one. If you have that in your life, whether it's, yeah, maybe it's your head football coach because you didn't have a dad or wherever it is, these people, these role models, you got to listen to every word, be a sponge and do better things. But uh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, there is still too much where the government tries to control too much. And yeah, there are some groups that need help. And we read, we need to recognize that. And education, education, and, uh, you know, and definitely advocating to have, you know, a lot more sports and Girl Scouts, uh, Boy Scouts access. You know, there's no reason why you can't be all free, you know, in this country, these right. different ways after school uh, to be part of a team and be part of a family that way. Well, I, I agree with that answer about 90%, you know. Um, Again, one what I want to say, I love all races and I love all. Right. Uh, sure, that's fine. We love each other. We're I'm brothers. Like As, <laughs> uh, the, first of all, no one's more advanced on this on this subject than me on this panel. Okay. I, I study sexuality and I find it very fascinating. Well, first of all, Nelson, I'm very Im- impressed. I think you're you nailed it on the head. There, there is a uh, well. <laughs> the s- second point is let's get it straight. George Michael was engaging in a, as he put it, "I show you yours, or I'll, I'll show you mine if you show me yours," and then that's how he got caught. <laughs> um, and then the final thing would be the. Uh, um, it, it really doesn't matter about party. It, it, the, the family is being destroyed. I mean, heck, um, you know, of a, of a male and a, uh, female, uh, uh, you know, traditional family. And, uh, and, 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 and that's just the, the thing with, you know, and, and all, all, when it does come down to party that the, the problem is, is that voting in all these leftists, uh, because the, the, I've noticed that Democrat voters tend to stick with their party lines regardless because of things like virtue signaling. No one wants to be called a racist. No one wants to be called a homophobe. Now no one wants to be called a transphobe. If, if you love your kids and you don't want them indoctrinated into, I mean, look, this is just pure evil. This is just pure evil. You should take them out of that school. 
because it's going to continue to go more and more. Or if you don't, then what can happen is, is that you can fight it in the school board, which is what a lot of parents have been doing around the whole country. And they've been winning. Uh, and you got to go in and take back your schools. And if you don't, then you got to take them out and you got to put them in somewhere else or you homeschool them. Other than that, they're just going to be indoctrinated and be sexed and what's called grooming at a young age, which we didn't have that. So why should they have that? Doesn't make any sense. Why is uh, sex ed being pu pushed onto children as young as kindergarten? Why is it that uh, 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 this whole thing of uh, kids being confused and being told that like a girl can be a boy and a boy can be a girl? <laughs> that wasn't the norm until five minutes ago. Now that now all of a sudden, uh, so I, I as a parent, you should you should really consider alternatives. Uh, other because where you live, especially and you're near San Francisco, and we all know that San Francisco is nothing but a big shithole, and there used to be that way, and then just over time, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Uh, you should probably think of alternatives. If I were you, if you really love your kids, like yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. And I think, though, also, you got to understand the difference between what you hear and what's actually going on. Because there's some of that stuff is not actually going on. It's more what one school's doing or what this school. But you doing. just and said it. Even like the like they have this. Um, no, no, no. I said that they're they're talking about gay pride. Week yeah. And, and that's enough. Events. That's enough. So I know that that's going on. I know that's going on. So when I spoke, when I spoke, I agree. I agree. So I spoke to, to her, my daughter's teacher, who is a really good teacher. Number one, like she's a great teacher. I went to her and ta asked her about that scenario. And she explained what they're doing. And it it bothered me only like a couple things bothered me. Number one. That we're not being told. You're right. not getting notes in the home. You won't be. You're not being told about these things. And that's one. Number two, number two is we should have that option. And we should actually not only have that option, but we should be able to opt out. Right, but you won't. And it should be, hey, my kids don't want to hear this crap. And you said yourself, it's it's part of the yeah. curriculum. Well, I mean, that, that's what we got to if, 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 you know, the same thing has been happening in Temecula, California this past week where it's a very like red conservative area and the governor uh, made the school board cave in and told them that they have to be teaching stuff about gay pride, Harvey Milk, which we're now apparently finding out that he sodomized little boys, apparently. I, I didn't know that. Um, but uh it, it, you know, there, it's it's you a fight. Make sure before you say something that you actually have references and, and right, no, back it up. <laughs> yeah, you got to fact check these things before we just spit them yeah. out. But the but no, I'm serious because that's something that it's it's hard. Brandon, there's so. Hey, much I've been fact checking everything just, here. It's it's. I've been I I I I resource everything, but the the the, the point is, if 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 it, this is all going back to the original portion of the conversation you got to be involved 
if 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 I mean, look, the same thing happened to me. The right. same situation happened to me uh, when my kid was in preschool, and because uh, of all this stuff that's been going on in these schools lately, I I took a stance, and and or or, or I took a not a stance, but an inquiry into what was going on with the curriculum. And then turns out it was just colors and they're just learning about colors and nothing to do with gay shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, right. So, yeah. I got yeah. you. I got you. Have you seen this? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you could see it up on your website or not, but I'm, I'm trying to share it. It's a, uh, the ethnic studies model that's going on also. Oh, yeah. I don't see anything. And, um, I don't know if you if you heard this or understand what it is. Oh, I just saw. So, basically, what this critical race theory is that they want to uh, start implementing is that that um, that some races are systematically systematically um, behind the eight ball, right? That. There's nothing that that child can do about it, that it's because his parents were slave or his great, 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 great grandparent could have been a, that he is now now unable to deal with things. So we have to teach them a different way because um, he, you know, he's at a disadvantage. Right. 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 To me, this is not helping anything by any means. What you're doing instead what you're doing instead is teaching uh, your kids to recognize a difference right away between that kid and that kid and that kid. So your insecurity is now being pushed onto your children. The second thing that you're doing is you're saying, hey, you can't do it unless the system helps you. You can't do it. I'm sorry. Uh, it's because of your race. Your race says... You're not able to do it, and I'm sorry. That's the end of that chapter. Um, have you? I know you've heard of this, uh, Brandon. Have you heard of this, Nelson? The critical race theory. I heard, but I don't know much about. It. I just heard. You know, it's well, it's, it's something that's not. It's not pushed in every school. It's the white man's system is holding you down. That's as simple as it gets, right? Well, it's a little bit more and than that. You. As as a ethnic, it is. But I'm saying I'm trying to get to the very actual basis of it right. and what what we're what we're actually fighting. Right. Fighting this idea that you can't do it unless. Okay. So. This this is this doesn't belong in California. You know why it doesn't belong in California? Because I grew up in Milpitas. Let's just say Milpitas, because Milpitas is pretty much all of Bay Area, kind of, right? Like a little more than others, but I grew up with two white kids in my entire school, okay? Now, go to Oakland. What's the greatest thing in Oakland? Black, correct? Let's go to, like, name a place in California that is so heavily populated by white people that we need this curriculum besides the, the, the Christian schools. Well, well can anybody what name one? No, I can't. Sacramento. But, but what, what it's, what, what the irony is, right. 
in this type of curriculum in it, it it it's telling black people that they are not good enough and that white people are better than them right when you really look at it and really dive into it systematically yeah right and which which is you know that's what's that going to do for your child you tell my child because she is white that she is now no longer able to become uh you know president of the united states or or become rich she's not going to make money in life she's not going to be successful because her skin skin color fuck you my daughter's going to make it because you're saying she can't and i hope to god that somebody in this ethnic you know relations here can say hey fuck this this is not helping all it's doing is causing more div division you know do you have a different view well, that's on this, what they Nelson? want well i'm actually looking for uh morgan freeman had such an amazing quote uh about just race and everything um it's uh yeah he said don't talk about it i get being a liberal everything you know i believe in all ethnicities but no, you can play devil's advocate. Talk, I want to hear. I think racists talk too much about. I agree. If you say, and again, I your... can't find his damn quote now, but it was such a great quote. Um, you know, you know, and I'm trying to look for it. So. You know what's crazy about this whole race thing? If when you when you look out to like the people who Ooh. are really pushing this stuff, it's typically white liberals. And it, but yeah. it, or, but it, in, in particular, white women, for some reason, maybe it's the emotional side of things. You know, we've let, we've let women take over the narrative that men are toxic and this whole toxic masculinity thing. Uh, yeah. It's even seeped into the black community really hard. And it needs to stop. It needs yeah, to stop. They don't have men they don't have fathers raising raising these sons, you know. Right, men need to come back together and be oh, men. Actually, here it is. So here's the quote: "It he says race, you know, about Morgan. So making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is the problem here. So I think we need to understand. And that was one of the most funniest offensive." Um, Comedians uh, that I've seen is Doug Stanhope. They talked about this. It's like we all often too just fall into our culture, you know. Like, well, you're Irish, so you're supposed to drink. You know, you're 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 Portuguese, so uh, you're supposed to cheat on women. You know, shit like that. You know, things that are just <laughs> who you are. You know, I don't have to be, you know, this person because I'm uh, Portuguese. It's the same thing have with blacks and all these other cultures. You don't have to be. Well, Blue the collar. biggest thing that we all have in the same is we're all American. Yeah. If you go to another country and you start speaking, unless, well, because you do speak Portuguese probably pretty damn good, I imagine. But most people, when they go to another country, the first thing the person asks you as soon as you get there are, are you American? Yeah. Guess what? That's what the fuck we are. And we have, we so want to divide each other so much, probably because our traditions aren't as deep. Maybe we don't have a lot of history, whatever it is, but we're all we're all fucking Americans. And as soon as we can learn that lesson, the better our lives are going to be, the better everybody's life's going to be. 
uh, yeah, I mean, even, yeah, I'll say as or you know, we have to all have thicker skin to survive in this world, and I think that comes from confidence, our parents building us up, and sometimes giving us, you know, a stern lesson, a hard lesson, you know, um, there have been many times I've been humbled even as a, you know, 42-year-old man of things that I could have done uh, better today, and uh, I think it's just still families, respect, faith, those are what would carry our country and uh and knowing that we're not as worse or off as other as other places we, we've still come a long way and are accepting more people uh, but the more you you know like dave Chappelle said the more you push it down your throat the more harmful it will be for the cause you know um, and there you have 100 need to have more, the education more, yeah. to make me feel bad because somebody else made you feel bad Hey, that's that's. Hey, let's it's um, it's one. Guys, listen, it's um, it's it's one o'clock. So I want to end this on um, this is usually can, how I'm going to start doing it later man, on. But I can see the reflection of your um, of your bumble date right there waiting for you. So you, you want to get it stepping? Not not very pretty, but she's here. How about that? <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I want to end it on a story. Okay, I want you to tell me a quick story about a piece of wisdom that you want to pass on. So let's start off with uh, a Gino quick story that you want to pass on. Cause the story, the, the, um, this, my channel is called story next. Oh, okay. Uh, story. Um, can you, can you, can you give me more like, like what you're looking for? Because I, I, I don't know like where to begin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's a here's a quick one, all right? It's about the the um, the Black Rose Indians, all right? So the Black Rose Indians are sitting around a campfire, and as they're sitting around the campfire, they have all these other nations that are sitting there, and they're telling their story about how they came out of the cave, right? And as they came out of the cave, what they experienced, right? So the first Indian comes up and he tells his story about coming out of the cave and everybody claps and they say, that's a beautiful story. That is just, oh, I love that. I, li I really like that. Then they go on to the next Indian and they tell the next Indian, hey, uh, uh, the, hey, tell your story. And they tell their story and everybody claps and they go, what a beautiful story. And then they go to the Christian, the Christian Indian. And they say, hey, uh, uh, they get up, they tell their story about Adam and Eve. And they all clap and they say, what a beautiful story. And they go to move on. And the Indian says, no, no more moving on. That's it. That's the end right there. That's all. That's you can't move on from that. That's my piece of wisdom is, hey, everybody has their own stories in life. Allow them to have them. Go ahead, Hunter or Gino. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You want to go? Gino? Sure. Um I like to leave on this quote that uh, can is re relevant to this conversation. And the quote uh, is hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. And that was by G. Michael Hopf. From those who remain. Oh, but, um, that's what. 
Yeah, he said it recently, so that's why I remember hearing it, but I didn't know that was a quote from somebody else. And that makes such perfect sense, don't it? Especially it, right it, now. It, we're creating yeah. weak men, and we're going through a lot right. of hardships. I'm basically trying to understand there I was growing. So anyways, I did that, but, you know, but there was that cousin, you know, who I looked up to him. I could tell the whole night he was kind of embarrassed. And I remember one of his ghetto friends like kind of was laughing a little bit at me and uh he said man is this is this for real is this your cousin for reals and he said no oh, so wow. i learned very well at that point it's like there is nobody higher nobody i should be world mind devoting to other than you know god and my family you know that's when i really started being close to my brother who was also out here and we basically came to you know be closer to him because we were a close family and then my dad but uh but it just shows us again like whatever that that uh thing we look up high to whether it's technology or podcasts or uh money or all this and that you know it could just fall flat in your face it's not it's not going to be uh your end all and your be all i mean that you know that's that's your your family you know that's god and uh that was a prime example of God teaching. It's like, you know, there's nobody above me. Uh, only thing that's close is your family. And uh, I think we just need to realize that. We need to not, right. you know, oh, you know, LeBron James or uh, whatever the, uh, whatever it is, you know, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, any, nobody is uh, above God and uh, and as important as our family. And that's, that's period. Actually, throwing it back to you, it was funny. I When I was a kid, I read this. I used to love always autobiographies, and I still do, of athletes. And one of the first ones I remember reading was Gail Sayers, uh, you know, the you know iconic uh, yep. uh, Bears running back, yep. punt and kick on return. Uh, in it, in the beginning, it said, number like the things I love the most and I respect the most, and it put number one, God, and number two, family. And I remember at that part, what the hell was that? How do you not put your family before God? And it took me a long time to kind of learn, um, but but that's that's what it is. You know, no matter what you believe in, have faith, stay true to it, and you know, there's a whole playbook of how we need to live our lives uh, through that. Doesn't say it's always perfect. You know, as I said again, I'm accepting of all sexualities, and that's not something per se in the Bible, but that's just something from my humanity and my heart. You know, that God gave, and, uh, and that's you know just what I believe in. Yeah, it was, that was a great story there, um, Nelly. I, I think that was very important to say, too, because it's so true. You know, um, it seems like God's message is is more important now than it's ever been. Amen. And it seems like everybody wants to look at it like it's such an old idea. But my goodness, it is something that is so relevant to right now. And, uh, you know, have you, if you guys ever get a chance to look at um. Oh, what's that guy's name? Peterson? Jason? Is it Jason? Not Jason. Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Uh, what's that guy's name? You know Jordan what I'm talking Peterson. about? Brandon? I know Brandon knows. Brandon. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson did. Um, yeah, he's doing a. Uh, he's doing a roundtable where they're talking Exodus. about the Bible, like uh, stories and like, like the beginning right. of the Bible and all that kind of stuff. Oh my God, Exodus. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. It was a beautiful, something I highly suggest you guys take a look at and. Um, you know what? This has been great. And uh, I'm going to edit as much as I can. 
and we're going to see what we got out of this. And I'm so glad you guys sat here and we talked and I hope we get to do it more because you know what? The reason why I want to do this also is for us as friends and, and as actually, you know, family to build us closer. Computers have a way of making everybody feel so separated. I want us to start building each other closer. And the way we could do it is things like this. This message that we put out today, hopefully somebody can hear it and it can enlighten somebody. And if they can, let me help you out. Anybody leaves their name or comments or anything, I'm here for you. And thank you so much. And I appreciate right. every single one of you. Thank you for having us on, brothers. Love you all. And I thought this God's was a speed. test, by the way. Amen. Can I say hey, one? Brandon, glad you guys threw up. Was that? This would be a very long test. Go ahead, Brandon. All uh, right, Nelson. One second, man. Damn it, I just forgot it. Uh, it's funny because a, a blonde says it in a in a joke, you know. Uh, I'm sure it was second. really good. You want to save it for another another time? No, man, it's just very weird. All right. One second. Man, damn, dude. I guess I'm getting too loud. Nothing is, I guess, as important as uh, love and conquer. Or it's a toast to their love, honor, and conquer. If you can't, nice. come in her. Come oh, on. Beautiful story, That's buddy. My... Beautiful. After you just and talked children. about God, you got to spit that sucker out there. That's like the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's toasting. That They're toasting the night away. It's already 115. I got to make it the that was pink a... poodle. That was a great uh, twist there, buddy. All right. Love you Thank all. You. Take care. All right. Godspeed.